and it's another week of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your boy King here. Jimbo is off on assignment. Of course, you can follow the show on social media at ST Sports Podcast over on Twitter. You can give us a like over there. You can follow myself on the Twitter at King of Skunk Duck. And of course, you can follow Jimbo. He is over at Jimbo ST Sports. And, uh, well, we have an interesting week of sports to talk about. That is for sure. Uh, Obviously, NFL preseason week three. This is when you're probably going to get most of your starters playing. So you're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, a pretty good look at what your teams might be doing. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, College football. Only uh, only a little while later. Like some teams are like ten days less than that, eleven days. We're 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 close. I think we're about a week away from college football. So that's what I'm excited about. Uh, and you know, obviously, my birthday is uh, is on Saturday, the 25th. So I'm excited by that. So we're gonna have some fun. Uh, but obviously, I think the big story to talk about, and we're gonna have to talk about it is, uh, again, relating to college football. So, you know, it's not going to be that too much of a stretch when we're talking about stuff. Um, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Uh, Finally came down. Uh, Obviously, there was was, uh, issues during Big Ten Media Day when he was asked about uh, questions about uh, uh, Zach Smith's uh, domestic violence history and a supposed incident that happened in 2015 against his wife Courtney Smith Um, Urban Meyer said he had no knowledge of that particular uh, situation or event and it turned out no he did there were text messages that explained everything that showed that he knew uh, everything that had gone on so, what did we end up with after a rigorous investigation by Ohio State, the Ohio State, uh, and their athletic department, um, Urban Meyer got a three-game ban. He will be suspended for the first three games of the season. Um, let's see. Let's see who they're playing. Uh That 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 might be also. T- I don't know why I didn't look this up earlier. Uh, but let's see. Who are they playing? Uh, they're playing Oregon State. That's happening on uh, September first. Uh, they're playing Rutgers, and then they're playing number sixteen uh, TCU. Who's ranked number 16 right now at TCU. Uh, the first two games are at home, by the way. Um, so. Uh, well, I'm going to look at this from the football side of it first. We are a sports show, after all. And me and Jimbo had this discussion when this first broke. We had a discussion on that particular podcast. Uh, which you can go back and listen to. We're on YouTube, obviously, iTunes, uh, Google Play. Uh, we're going to be getting on Spotify. I think we might be even on Spotify right now. Uh, so that's pretty neat. 
Uh, but you can go ahead and, and, and look at all. Tune in. We're on tune in. Uh, you can go back and listen to that particular episode where we discussed what what impact would this have on Ohio State if Urban Meyer was fired. Because at the time, we were thinking, you know, if Ohio State just doesn't have, whether he's fired, whether this has been for the year, I didn't think it was going to be a, a couple game thing. I thought it was going to be a, a, a whole season thing. And my argument was that I, I don't think, you know, uh, the, the, the team seems pretty ready to roll even without Urban there. Most of the play calling duties were going to be with the offensive coordinator there at Ohio State. Anyway, Greg Schiano was taking care of the defense. Uh, you know, it didn't seem, at least to me, that Ohio State was going to have a massive fall off if Urban Meyer was there or not, just based on, on that. Um, so now we, we transpose this to, to now what we know, that he's only going to be gone for the first three games, which, again, is Oregon State, Rutgers, and at TCU. I still believe that they can win all three of those games. With I mean, obviously, I think they can win against Oregon State. Jimbo, not so sure about that. I think they'll obviously win against Rutgers. Uh, as much as I love Rutgers, I'm a Jersey boy. Uh, even though I'm a Notre Dame fan, Rutgers is obviously my number two because, you know, got to represent Jersey. But Ohio State should beat them handily. Uh, and then TCU, you know, that's a game they could lose. Absolutely. They're on the road. They're against the ring team ranked as of now. They absolutely could lose that game. But I think if you asked Ohio State fans, uh, worst case scenario with this, if they come out of this 2-1 and one going into the rest of their schedule, then with Urban Meyer, I think they'd take it. Because the next games after that, you got Tulane. Then, then it gets into the the real meat of the Big Ten schedule: Penn State, uh, Indiana. Again, Indiana is not that great. Uh, Minnesota, Purdue, Nebraska. You know, they don't really have. Looking at the schedule, Ohio State really doesn't have that bad of a schedule. They really don't. Okay. So that's kind of the football side of it. I don't think Ohio State is is terribly hurt. On the football side of this whole uh, of this whole thing, of this whole equation, reputation-wise, though, uh, this is taking a big hit. Now, this is uh, I'm going to be reading this from USA Today. This is an article that was written uh, by uh, Tom Shad. Uh, in the hours after Ohio State announced that football coach Urban Meyer would be suspended three games for his handling of domestic abuse allegations against his former wide receivers coach, Zach Smith, the school also released a 23-page report detailing findings of its investigations. Uh, and he goes ahead to list some of the uh, significant takeaways from this particular uh, investigation. That Meyer indeed doubted Courtney Smith's 2015 allegations. The report found that both Urban and Shelley Meyer had doubts about the credibility of Courtney's 2015 claims based on, among other things, Zach Smith's denials and their belief that Courtney Smith's 2009 allegation had been false. Uh, now, again, just to remind you, Zach Smith was arrested in Florida in 2009 for an allegation of uh, throwing Courtney Smith up against a wall, uh, but she did not press charges that particular incident. I also believe she was pregnant with that one, with that particular incident as well, just to throw just to throw that in there. Uh, then in a text message to former Ohio State linebacker Stan White after Zach Smith's firing, Urban Meyer described it as a quote-unquote, he said, she said, 
situation. Almost lost myself there. Um, so obviously he had knowledge of it. Where you know he, his whole thing was that he had no knowledge of it. He didn't know anything about it, and blah 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 blah. And then he, you know, that's the whole thing. Zach Smith was still on this roster during uh, Big Ten Media Day. Like, this was all, I mean, if it wasn't for this particular reporter that was asking the questions and being like, yo, listen, what's going on? Why do you have somebody who has this domestic violence history still on your your, your squad? And you've been taking them from Florida to, 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 to Ohio State. And, you know, this guy was kind of Urban Meyer's boy. And, you know, it took this kind of expose to finally get him uh, exposed, if you will, for his domestic violence issues. But then Urban still thought that he could kind of hide behind everything and, you know, lie about it and say, yo, I had no idea. I didn't know. I know nothing about that. Blah, 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 blah. And, and you can't do that, especially in this day. And this is the problem. It, 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 if this event happened 10 years ago, I don't even know if he gets three games. I don't know if there's too many people that are upset by it. And I'm just being honest. I think that's... that's If this was 10 years ago, this is almost a non-story. Times have changed, folks. Times are different. And when you have a history like this, whether charges were filed or not, there's a there's a history here. It's not like you know something happened. Files, you know, there, there were no file uh, 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 file. There were no charges filed, and then like nothing else happened. You know, so it was just like oh maybe it's just nothing. Like there's a history here. There's a pattern of behavior. You know, and I'm not saying that that it, it, it's you know if if something obviously something happened in 2009. And that's bad enough, especially uh, if Courtney Smith, uh, at the time, she was pregnant. That makes it a little extra, uh, a little extra awful. But if Zach Smith had, you know, changed his ways, found, you know, something else, and, 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 you know, found a higher calling or whatever, to you know, just changed his behavior. And, like, none of this happened again. And it was kind of a one-off thing, and maybe it was just a misunderstanding. Or you know, who knows? Like, who knows what happens? And some things like that. And and, and, and I, 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 in that case, you know, obviously everybody deserves a second chance. No matter what the case is. I think you do deserve a second chance. You know, unless you're like murdering somebody. That's where you, that's where you kind of got, you, know, you got to draw the line somewhere. But I think everybody deserves a second chance. But how many times are you going to get a chance? This wasn't a case of, oh, a guy made a mistake or there was a misunderstanding or, you know, just, you know. Two people got hot-headed or there was passion or whatever the case is. This isn't that case. Simply because there is a pattern. There is a history here. And you knew there was a history here. And you didn't do anything about it. And you left this man on your staff for two more seasons after you knew about this. But that's not all, apparently. Zach Smith had a stretch of problematic behavior uh, as uh, as uh, Tom Shad here, again, from USA Today, goes ahead and, and goes on here. Uh, the report found that Zach Smith engaged in other, quote-unquote, problematic or at least questionable 
behavior beyond the allegations of domestic abuse. Among those actions and allegations, according to the investigations, was that he was engaged in a sexual relationship with a secretary on the football staff who did not report to him. He ran up a significant bill at a Florida strip club, which he attended with uh, another Buckeye football coach and one or more high school coaches during a recruiting trip in 2014. He took sexually explicit photographs of himself at the White House in 2015 and at OSU's football practices. It, 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 it takes some kind of guts to take dick pics at the White House. I'm going to say. I'm going to just say that. That's... Um, you know, you're not quite sure if you're supposed to be disgusted or impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm disgustingly impressed, I guess. Like, I would say it takes balls to do it, but, you know, obviously he took pictures of his balls at the White House. So, there we go. Um, he was also arrested for driving while impaired in 2013, and his credit cards were declined at least three times between 2014 and 2016, and he was delinquent in paying for his iPhones and for costs associated with bowl games. Uh, Urban Meyer, he knew about the 2015 investigation, uh, as it goes on to say in this particular report, in October 2015, uh, Michelle Willis, then the Deputy Title IX Coordinator for the Athletics Department, received information from the Ohio State Campus Police about the Powell Police investigation. Uh, Willis immediately notified uh, Athletic Director Smith, who in turn notified Coach Meyer during a football practice that Zach Smith was under investigation for domestic violence and could be arrested at any time. Uh, Gene Smith, who is the athletic director there at Ohio State, recalls Coach Meyer having an immediate and strong negative reaction to this news. So there's, I mean, the, the fact that Meyer was saying that he didn't know, but now he does, you know, that he did, um, is quite silly. And I believe, what was his excuse during his apology? That it was medication? That caused him to forget uh, his new medication. Because of it. Now, here's the thing. I take medication that apparently screws at your brain. I'm a, I'm a diabetic. Uh, so I take metformin. And apparently metformin over time will screw with your memory and screw with your brains. So, like, I can I, I can understand that. Like, if, he, if, if Urban Meyer was diabetic, I can get that. But apparently that's not what the case was. And now he's just saying that, oh, it's the medication that made him uh, lose his, you know, uh, I just forgot. No, no. No, Urban. I can't do it. Also, Urban Meyer may have wiped his phone. The investigation revealed that Urban Meyer might have wiped old text messages from his phone in the wake of Brett McMurphy's original report that Meyer was aware of the domestic abuse claims against Zach Smith, or at least discussed as much with Director of Football Operations Brian uh, Valtellini. The two discussed at that time whether the media could get access to Coach Meyer's phone and specifically discussed how to adjust the settings on Meyer's phone so that text messages older than one year would be deleted. Our review of Coach Meyer's phone revealed no messages older than one year, indicating that at the time it was obtained by OSU. Uh, on August 2nd, Coach Meyer's phone was set to retain text messages only for that period. As Coach Meyer and Brian Voltolini discussed, we cannot determine, however, whether Coach Meyer's phone was set to retain messages only for one year in response to the August 1st media report or at some earlier time. Investigators called the discussion, uh, quote-unquote, nonetheless concerning 
and later wrote that often, uh, although not always, such reactions evidence uh, consciousness of guilt. Uh, th- th- here's the thing. I'm going through this whole report. Uh, the bottom line is uh, Urban Meyer kept somebody who was a known domestic abuser or had a history, at least, of domestic abuse. Whether charges were filed or not, there was a significant amount of history to uh, to show that he had this uh, particular issue with uh, with his wife, now ex-wife, Courtney Smith. Um, and something needed to be addressed about it. Nothing was ever addressed about it. He, uh, he ignored it, lied about it. Then when specifically confronted by the media, by Brett McMurphy about this, with Brett McMurphy having the, the, the text message already and having, no, just having him bold-faced lied right in front of you. And that's, that's a, you know, that, that, that's a, that, that's a, that's a argument winning move right there. You know, that's like, uh, I, I hesitate to say like, like, that's a, that's, that's a, that's the classic uh, woman move in an argument or a female move, but it's a pretty good one. When you know somebody's lying and you have the evidence of their lying, but you ask them anyway, just to give them an out and see what happens. And you know, they still lying. And so then you bust it out. Oh, you so oh, you didn't know. Oh, really? Oh, because according to these text messages, you sure did know. Whoops, what are you going to do now? What you doing now, Herbs? You got caught. Brett got you. So good job by Brett McMurphy. First of all, credit where credit is due. Uh, but, I mean, it's just a bad situation. Now, now it comes to the question of what? Why the three games? Now, we have, uh, I mean, there's some cases here where, where we've already had Obviously, the social media uh, uh, reaction to this has been bad. Uh, Braylon Edwards, uh, on his on his Twitter, uh, he came out rather uh, rather strongly about this. Uh, Ohio State and Urban Meyer just nonchalantly handled a domestic violence case in the wake of the hashtag #MeToo era. I'd rather them say they decided not to take any action against him versus this laughable three-game suspension and half-ass apology to appease the masses. Hashtag accountability uh i mean this is I mean, it's hard to uh uh it's hard to argue with this i mean that's a that's a that's a legitimate reaction and i think a lot of people have had the same reaction and it's you know, I, I, I try not to be the guy that jumps on any kind of bandwagon or, or you know, uh, uh, you know, lynch mob, as it were. You know, you try to, you, you know, I'm trying to stay back and you, you always try to stay as objective as possible. But there's a history here. And I think that's the I think that's the thing that's sticking with me. It may not be with anybody else. It may not be with other people. or something, But to me, what sticks with me. Is is that there was a history? Like, if this was a one-off event, if this was a you know a problem that had just happened, you know, if there was twenty million other things, I I don't know if the the, the public would be, if if myself, if if obviously uh, the mainstream media, ESPN, USA Today, uh, some of the blogs out there, uh, you know, uh, uh, like. Uh, uh, SB Nation and uh, you know Deadspin. I don't know if anybody would be as 
I mean, I think there would still be a backlash, obviously, but I don't think there would be, like, the, it, it wouldn't be to this measure. I think what makes this so egregious to so many people in their eyes is that there was a history. To me, anyway, what gets me is that there was a history. This happened before. This happened in 2009. This happened in 2015. Both times, Urban Meyer is, and his wife are just coming out saying, well, they don't believe it. And it's like, whether you believe it or not, you know, th this is the stuff that needs to be, you know, addressed. And apparently the only reason she didn't press charges in 2009 was because of, of Urban Meyer uh, and his wife, uh, Shelly, kind of talking her out of it. So, you know, so... It's a, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for the university. It's a bad look for Urban, obviously. It's a bad look for everybody. Nobody's coming out of this looking good. And I, I don't... I just don't understand. Zach Smith himself, uh, he tweeted. This is, this is going to be interesting. Let me take a look here. Because uh, Zach Smith actually tweeted uh, uh, about this whole particular situation. Uh, and of course, it was uh, at uh, Coach Zach Smith is his Twitter, and his his description in his profile is hashtag not me, which is which is kind of which is kind of hilarious. Uh, but his response to everything that happened was uh, in this particular tweet was uh, can't wait to disclose the two and a half hour quote unquote investigative interview I gave to the people at Ohio State University. Uh, employed to find out if Coach Meyer, Gene Smith, did anything wrong. Questions were bizarre and very clear. They weren't investigating anything they were supposed to be. Investigating media backlash. Uh, that was it. First of all, not helping yourself there, Zach. See, in, in, in this kind of situation, so like he needs, like I understand, like it, it's it's whether you whether you did something or not. Your first inclination is to. Do whatever you can to defend yourself, defend the people you care about. And obviously, he wants to defend Meyer because Urban's, you know, he's been Urban's boy. Urban Meyer's has helped him out, you know, with, with, with no matter what he's done in life. Uh, so I get that. I get understanding, like, wanting to try to help. But in this case, man, somebody needs to sit him down. Normally, I would say maybe he needs his wife to sit him down. But apparently, he beats her up too much. So he can't do that. But somebody needs to go to him and just say, listen. Shut up. How about not add, you know, hashtag not me to your Twitter profile? How about just, how about stay off of Twitter? How about just not do Twitter for a bit? How about that? How about, how about not just saying anything? How about being quiet? That might be the way to go about this, Zach. I'm just saying. What do you think? What do you think about this whole Urban Meyer situation? Again, you can reach us. Here at Stay Tuned Sports over on Twitter, I, I told you know I just told Zach Smith to stay off of Twitter, but you, you can get on Twitter and you can talk to us at ST Sports Podcast. That is at ST Sports Podcast. Do you agree with the suspension? Do you think it was uh, too little? Do you think it was too much? I don't think anybody's going to think it was too much. I don't think anybody's going to agree with it. I think we're going to go more on the uh, not enough was done. Do you think he should have been suspended for the year? Do you think he should have been fired? I think that's the real question. Should it have been just a year? Or should he have been fired? That's what I'm still not decided on. 
because I don't think three games was enough. I think it at least had to be for the year. If he was, you know, if they fired him, I don't think I would have an argument for it. You know, an, an argument against it. Really, I don't. But for right now, I think it's hard. I like if it was. I, I'm kind of on a toss up of whether it should have been just fired for the, you know, uh, 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 suspended for the year or fired outright. I'm not sure. But three games? Three games is a joke. I'm sorry, it is. I don't know everybody out there is saying, oh, well, we all make mistakes. and we No, and I understand that. People do make mistakes. But what Urban Meyer did wasn't a mistake. He didn't say, oops, I forgot something. He deliberately lied to try to cover his friend. And I'm not saying that people wouldn't do that for their friends. But when you're in that position, when you're in a position of leadership at a university and supposed to be a leader of young men going forward, you can't do that. You have to take into account the university. You have to take into account the students. You have to take into account your players. You have to take into account the rest of your uh, uh, staff. You have to take into account the fans. You have to take into account everybody. Urban Meyer risked everything. He risked the university's reputation. He risked his coach's jobs. He risked his players being able to play in bowl games. Now, obviously, that didn't happen. But, I mean, it's certainly a possibility if they ever got accused of uh, lacking institutional control. He risked too many people's, too many people's livelihoods, too many people's uh, opportunities. He risked for one person. Can't do that. Can't do it. And one more aside before we move on here. If you're a Penn State fan, shut up. You you haven't earned the right to talk about anybody yet. Not for a long, long, long time. Because you are the people who turned a blind eye to everything that was happening. You're the people who apologized for Joe Pa enabling a, a child predator. You're the ones. You, 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 you Penn Staters. I'm going to let you know just, just for the, just for your own benefit. Shut up. Other universities can uh, other 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 college teams fans can can talk if they wish. Not you. This one, just just bow out for a little bit. Sit on the bench. Take a breather. Drink some water. Relax yourself. Because uh, yeah, you 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 don't have you you don't have too much to. Uh, talk about there NFL preseason week three uh kicked off on Thursday with the marquee matchup of the Cleveland Browns versus the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles 
Now, again, I usually mention the preseason week three is when you get to see most of your starters. Most of your you want you you, you try to get the most out of your players for at least that uh, that uh, that week three encounter. Uh, if that's the case with the Eagles, now again, I think they're holding off on Wentz until the, you know, they're they're not starting Wentz obviously until the to the start of the season, and, and that's a smart move, and that's fine. Um, And again, it is the preseason. I don't think you can really take too much into account for a preseason game. Like, even if it is week three, and you're still trying to, you know, look at, at you know, who's going to be your starters. You try to get the best look at your team. I still, I don't, I still don't think you can put too much stock in that. I mean, after all, the Cleveland Browns went four and zero last year in the preseason. Browns are very good in the preseason. They're one and uh, what? One and thirty-two. One and thirty-one. In the last two years in the regular season. So, you know, preseason, take it with a grain of salt. But the Cleveland Browns beat the defending Super Bowl champions in preseason week three. Five to nothing. Yeah, no, that wasn't an Indians versus Philly score. That, you know, I know that's a joke. Oh, the baseball score. No. But it was five nothing. Was an atrocious game. That's going to be interesting seeing the hard knocks this week. Uh, uh, coming up next week. Which has been very eye-opening. Hugh Jackson, not as good as a coach as I thought he was. I am not impressed with Hugh Jackson, uh, 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 his coaching style, after watching Hard Knocks. I was kind of a Hugh Jackson fan. I was rooting for him to do well, even after losing, you know, uh, 31 games in two seasons. Figured, uh, you know, I, I thought he'd be fired. He wasn't, but I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe maybe they got the new GM in there. Maybe they're going to try and, you know, turn, turn some stuff around, blah, 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 blah. I mean, this peak into his coaching style, not that great. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. Great show, by the way. Great, great this year. I love, you know, I think that should be the uh, the the formula every year for Hard Knocks is that they should go to the, the worst team from the previous year should get the Hard Knocks and see how a team tries to recover from having a, just a terrible season. And you can't get much more terrible than 0-16, and you can't get much more terrible than the Browns. Be that as it may, the Browns' defense blanked the Eagles. Uh, starters, uh, uh, second string, third string, everybody. The Browns did not allow a single point from the Eagles. Uh, Travis Kelsey appeared to have a bad injury. Had to be helped off the uh, helped off the field. Everybody was very concerned. Obviously, it was one of your linchpins. Uh, you know. Captain Mummers there uh, from the Victory Parade. Uh, you know he's he's definitely got the personality uh, of, of the of the Philadelphia Eagles team of this particular Philadelphia Eagles team. Uh, so that had to be a scary moment for all the Eagles fans out there. Uh, but apparently reports uh, this morning are that it is not as bad as once feared, uh, and that he should be okay uh, for the season. So uh, with all that in there, I guess that's. Uh, I guess that's the good news. If you're an Eagles fan, that you can take uh, you can take from last night's game. Let's see. Now coming up uh, again uh, this week. So I'm recording. This is being recorded on Friday. So the games that are happening on Friday will be the Giants and Jets, uh, the, uh, the 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 Snoopy Bowl there, where they get that goofy ass trophy. Uh, you have the Broncos, Redskins, Patriots, Panthers. Uh, 
Lions, Buccaneers, Seahawks, Vikings, Packers, Raiders, Chiefs, Bears. Uh, that's tomorrow. Chiefs and Bears are tomorrow. Texans, Rams, Titans, Steelers, Ravens, Dolphins, Niners, Colts. Falcons, Jaguars. I know a lot of people are hating on the Jaguars uniforms, but I'll tell you what, it's certainly a massive improvement from theirs, uh, their, their set they had before with the, with the goddamn two-tone helmets that were just awful. Love the Jaguars. I'm not so sold on the Titans. I don't know. Like, it's okay. I just don't, Seeing the Titans in a dark helmet is like, I don't know. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sold on it. I guess the uniform's okay. The numbers are weird. I think they got to do something with the numbers. Thicken them up. Get better. Why can't everyone just have regular block numbers anymore? Just get block numbers. These whole everybody's gonna have unique number fonts. It's all about merchandising. Like I get merchandising, but you can merchandise with a regular goddamn font. Oh, the font is terrible. Oh, they're not really big on the Titans the uniforms. Jaguars though. Jaguars looking sharp. I like the Jaguars. Oh, they look like practice jerseys. No, they actually look like good jerseys. They're traditional. They're simple, but they look good. The only thing I would say is I would put stripes on the pants. I don't like the I don't like the stripeless pants look. I would put stripes on the pants. That's the only thing I would do. With the Jaguars. Still looking good. Uh, Saints Chargers. Bang, uh, Bengals and Bills will play on Sunday, as will the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Uh, and then the uh, following week, nobody cares because that's all. Uh, that's that's when it's just all scrubs. Nobody cares about the week, week four of the preseason. So that's what we're looking at. Uh, obviously, B being a Giants fan, Giants Jets is probably the big... Uh, the big one uh, to watch this week. Doesn't seem like there's uh, too many. Again, if you're just a fan, you're going to look and see how your team looks. Uh, so I'm interested to see how this goes. Although, I got to say, if some of these preseason calls that they're calling, you know, with the new helmet rules and the new, you know, trying to protect player rules and stuff, it, it's just so big. There's players who are just out there tackling, getting flagged. They're just tackling. They're legitimately just tackling with shoulders, no heads, no anything. Good, perfect form tackles. Getting flagged. This happened in the regular season, folks. This is gonna this is this is gonna cause problems. I mean NFL's already dealing with viewership issues. This will not help. People wanna watch football. People don't people don't wanna watch a game get decided because a player actually tackled somebody in a football manner. I understand that, you know, we have to take player safety into account. I get that. I understand that. But there's also, I mean, the bottom line is it's a violent game. It just is. And I know the NFL wants to try to protect that. And, you know, so they have, you know, they, they, they want to try to get youth football and make sure that, you know, because parents get, oh, I don't want my child to get hurt. I don't want my baby boy to get hurt. He might get hurt. He might get the concussion. You know what? It's just. Obviously, I think that, you know, and, and there are safety precautions that are taken uh, in youth football. Obviously, I have a nephew who plays youth football and and all the safety precautions are taken. But you have to you have to teach how to hit properly. You have to teach how to play the game properly. And doing doing what the NFL is doing is not. It's not going to do that. That's not what they're, they're not showing how they play the game properly because you have players now that are properly tackling people and still getting flipped. So at this point, what do you want people to do? What do you want people to do? 
football is a violent game. People will get hurt. It's a, it's it's an unfortunality of the game, but the people who play it sign up knowing what they're doing and they get paid very handsomely. Now, I'm not saying that any amount of money is worth your health. That's not what I'm saying. But with any job comes risks. If you're a construction worker, there's a risk that you're going to fall off a building and die. Or get seriously injured at the least. But as a construction worker, you know that. And you know that you're, you know, you're, you're confident in the fact that you've been trained well enough and that you have the skills to not do that. You have to trust in your players that they have been trained well enough that they know the game and they know what they're doing. Because it keeps going right now. I'm going to tell you what. The NFL ratings, they're going to continue down like they did last year. It's going to be a continual downward go. And here's the thing. The NFL is still so far ahead of anybody else that people are going to look at it and say, yeah, but there's still better, you know, there's still higher ratings than, any, than anything else on TV and blah, blah, blah. And that might be the case. But you're starting, you're starting to close that gap. The NFL, I think, you know, have they hit their peak? Are they down now? I don't know. It... it the game seems to have gotten worse since Roger Goodell took over. And I, you hate to blame it on one person. It's not It's not one person. But as with anything, when it's, whether it's a presidency, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, any kind of leadership, you know, corporate leadership or anything. When you're the guy at the top, you get, you get the blame. You get, you get too much credit and you get too much blame. That's just when things go right, you get all the credit, but... When things aren't going right, and let's face facts, Goodell ain't got nothing going right. He's he's reached Gary Bettman levels of awful, where he's booed every time he comes out. That didn't happen to Paul Tagliabue. Old Paul didn't get, he didn't get booed. Pete Rosell didn't get booed. Roger Goodell. He gets that he gets that Bettman treatment every time. Speaking of hockey a little bit, uh Winter Classic this year, January first, happening at Notre Dame Stadium. South Bend, Indiana, and of course it'll be the Chicago Blackhawks because what kind of hockey season would it be if there's Blackhawks didn't play outside at least once? They'll be playing the Boston Bruins. They released uh, what their logos will be. And it appears that the Blackhawks are going with uh, with an old school look. Their old black and white jerseys uh, from the uh, mid-30s, it looks like. It'll look nice. They might add a little red to it, but who knows? Bruins going with the solid block B. Now, here's the thing with the Bruins. Now, again, the uniforms haven't been released, obviously. This is just the logos that they're releasing uh, for the game. Um... The 
Bruins can go one or two ways. They can go with the uh, with the B on the front, which they did have in the 30s. This is before the spoked B, before the hub B. It was just a regular old B. But one of the unique features that the Bruins had that not many hockey teams, if any, have really ever had is that for a time, they had that block B was on the sleeves. And they had the numbers on the front and back of their jerseys. Football style. I'm wondering if that's not the case that they're going to go with here. It'd be an interesting take. I'd like to see it. It'd be something different. That's for sure. And when it comes to the Winter Classic, I always love different. Although the background images that they had for the logos, uh, with the Boston one, it showed them with it on the uh, the, the old school uh, players uh, with the sweater uh, crest being the B, not the numbers. So if that's a hint, then no, we won't be getting numbers on the front. But one can always... Should be a good game. Notre Dame Stadium looks like a big hockey rink anyway. So it's going to be good sight lines. Probably won't be a bad seat in the house. I wouldn't mind going to see that. I'd love to see a Devils-Rangers Winter Classic at Giant Stadium. That'll never happen, though. The NHL will not put the Devils in a Winter Classic. They won't put the Devils. They won't put the Islanders. Colorado Avalanche? No. We'll give these teams stadium series. Winter Classic? Nah, it's got to be for one of the six teams that they always put in a damn thing. Poor Buffalo. They had the first one. They've never been invited back. Now, granted, Buffalo's not that good, but... They should have brought it back to Buffalo for the 10th anniversary. Because giving it to the Rangers, first of all, screw the Rangers. Second of all, that logo they had for the 10th one was terrible. I know I'm going a bit on a, on a logo tangent here, but I am kind of a, a, a logo uniform nerd, so... And I'm a double fan too, obviously, as you can tell. It's a shame, though, if, when you're a fan of the, 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 the teams that are in a smaller market. And let's face fact, I'm sorry, the Devils are not a small market team. Everybody likes to say they are. Oh, they're in a shadow of New York. But Newark, Jersey City? I think that's small of a market. Yeah, it shares the market with New York, but it's not that small of a market. New Jersey's a pretty decent market. Now, granted, South Jersey's basically all Philadelphia anyway. But nobody in North Jersey considers South Jersey part of Jersey anyway. That's a, that's a different country as far as we're concerned. It's a shame. I'd like to see so I'd like to see some more variety with some of the teams in Winter Classic. Really would. But what are you going to do? Hey, that's going to do it this week. Obviously, the uh, most of uh, this show was dominated by uh, Urban Meyer talk, but that's the big news. Got to go with the big news. Got to be topical when you're here on Stay Tuned Sports. Uh, again, Jimbo was off on assignment, but you can find him on Twitter at Jimbo ST Sports. You can find me on Twitter at King of Skunk Dark and, and as always, if I can learn how to talk, almost, the Jimbo gauge is infecting me. Oh, no. Um, as always, you can find Stay Tuned Sports on Twitter, and that will be at ST Sports Podcast. That is at 
S-T Sports Podcast. Uh, for Jimbo, who is not here, who is indeed on assignment, I am King, and we will see you next week. Later, everybody.